that's always far more abrupt than I than I anticipated. <laughs> Good morning from Kansas. We are we are back at it again, and we are excited this morning. I have enough excitement for all of us. It's fine. I'll try and simmer down and just sit here and listen. Um, we we've been talking about having a sound mind over the last couple of weeks, but it feels like it's been more like you know, a month already. And I have to be reminded that we still have a couple more weeks and and I can just like chill Um, because I feel like I need to cram everything into like this small space and, and it's fine. We have more time Um, anyway, but it's been fascinating to discover what is all connected with having a sound mind. And um, so I should, I should hit pause Welcome, everyone. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Virginia. Ah, Virginia, it was so good for my heart to see you on Sunday. Um, And anybody else that's on, if you're on, say hello to us because we like to know who we're talking to because we enjoy um, interacting. And feel free to throw comments out there at us. We we love the, the engagement. Good morning, Christy and Baby, I presume, and Mike as well. Um, And anybody else that's on. Um, Okay. We are just going to jump in because we have a lot to say. And by we, I mean Pepper and Vince. (laughs) Pepper, I'm just going to hand it over to you. Take off. Okay. I I think I'm more excited for Vince's piece than mine. So I'm going to try to stay focused (laughs) with what I have to say because he's really going to build on it. But um, just to refresh us and kind of add some practicality on what Vince and I talked about Sunday, because I want us to have not just a bunch of clever metaphors. I want us to have something practical and biblical that we can actually use because if it's just metaphors, it's useless, right? So what we talked about Sunday was breathe, cut off threats, stay in step, and keep moving. So I'm just going to kind of break each one of those down a little bit. And, you know, for the breathe part, you know, one of the things I said is you don't have to think about breathing. You just do it. So there's really nothing to be done to breathe. That is physiologically. Now, if I go to the gym, then that's an intentionality to get my breathing where it needs to be. But so there are some intentional things that we need to do to with our cadence. But the first one just breathe, <clears throat> excuse me, just know, just know you already have what you need uh, to begin, you know, finding God's cadence. And it may be immature, it may need to be honed, it may be underdeveloped, but you have it. And so I want to give you a scripture, Second Peter 1, 3, it says, everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us by divine power. For all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him who has called us by his name and invited us to come through to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. So breathe, but be intentional. Wake up and realize and know I need to be in boot camp. I need to be in training in this area. So while all you have to do is just breathe, that doesn't take the intentionality away from what you're doing. 
your body will take over physiologically, but I have to move my body to the treadmill or to the device or whatever. So and that wake up piece is knowing where you need to be, what you need to be doing, and when you need to be there doing it. So I want to give you Ephesians 5.17. It says, therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And to understand that, there's going to be, have to be some intentionality and communing with Holy Spirit so that you know your particular piece. But there has to be a t- an intentionality to our breathing in that we take the steps so that we have the capacity for our cadence, our heartbeat, our rhythm to change with his rhythm. So the next step, cut off threats. I, I, I think of that as just pluck it out. Mm. And I was leaning into uh, Matthew 5, 29. Uh, it says, you know, if you're right, I offend you, pluck it out. So um, once you, once you, get the memo from Holy Spirit, and you know what you're supposed to be doing, you have to stand against things that would come against your cadence, that would slow your cadence, that would that would change your stride with Holy Spirit. And just for some really practical examples, um, it could be something uh, as simple as your diet, you know, that, that could stand in the way of your cadence, you know. There, there are spiritual things, but there are also physical things that could stand in the way of your cadence. Maybe it's being on your device all the time, looking at things you shouldn't be looking at on your device. That's definitely going to stand in the way of your cadence. Or maybe you're looking at the right things on your device for too long, and you know you have to be in formation in the morning, but you're spending too much time, and that's going to affect your cadence for the next day. And if it affects your cadence, it's going to affect all of our cadence because you're going to get us out of step. Um, So that's that second piece of it. Then uh, staying in cadence, staying in step. Uh, Galatians 5, 24, 25 says, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Mm. So the King James says, walk in the Spirit. So you're not going to be able to keep your cadence if you're not walking in the Spirit. So once you get your cadence, stay in cadence, hold firm and stay in step. 1 Corinthians 6, 13. Remember to stay alert and hold firmly to all that you believe. Be mighty and full of courage. Now, there are some things that you can do with that intentionality that I'm talking about, that you can go to Scripture, Ephesians 6.13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand firm. When you get your step, Stay in that step. Once you find the rhythm of his heart, stay there. And then if you go down even further and and to more of Ephesians 14 and on, it says, 
stand firm with the belt of truth, buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet lifted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. So these are those things that you're going to have to get in the word because your word's going to be your armor to keep you in cadence with Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And then once you get in that cadence, in that step, don't stop. Keep moving. Once you get the breakthrough, don't be satisfied with that breakthrough. Keep moving. Um, Exodus 13, 2022. The Israelites left Sukkoth and camped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness. The Lord went ahead of them. He guided them. During the day with a pillar of cloud, and he provided light at night with a pillar of fire. This allowed them to travel by day or by night. And the Lord did not remove the pillar of cloud or pillar of fire from its place in front of the people. So they had to be ready at all times to keep moving. So if it was 3 a.m. and the cloud was moving, you can't say, oh, I, I, I didn't get enough sleep. I got to finish this. You know, you you have to keep moving. So just just to go through them one more time, breathe. Just know that you have what you need. He's given you everything you need that pertains to life and godliness. So breathe and just know. Cut off threats. If there's something in your life that is a threat to your airway, a threat to the rhythm of your heart, because if it cuts off your airway, it's going to cut off your heartbeat. So pluck it out. Get rid of it, no matter how minute and no matter how big. Stay in cadence. Once you get your step, stay in step with the spirit. And then the last one, once you find your cadence, keep moving. And be ready to move with the cloud by day or the fire by night at any moment. Yes, this has been a moment with practical pepper. Which <laughs> 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 I just can't get on board with. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's just nothing. Uh, anyway, um, I, I love the, the emphasis on the keep moving. This is so important. Uh, Vince and I have had various conversations with people about not being a sitting duck. This is the problem. If you feel like you are constantly under a barrage of attack, perhaps you stopped moving. If you're an e if you're just sitting there and not doing anything, you're just an easy target. And you're going to be bombarded with the assault of the enemy. And the thing is, is the enemy's tactics have already been defeated. And you are allowing an empowerment of, of what, what is impotent. Christ has already done the work, right? Like Jesus has mm -hmm. already defeated the enemy. It's ours to stand and keep moving. We cannot sit around doing absolutely nothing because we are just a sitting duck. And you might as well say, kill me, right? <laughs> yeah. You're doing absolutely 
absolutely nothing. Yeah. You're just sitting there making agreement with all the woes that you can manufacture in your mind. And, and so that, that piece about keep moving is just of utmost importance. And um, with that, Vince, tell us why. Uh, hey, if we're, we're speaking militantly here, you know, um, <laughs> that, that whole and point, we about, are. That whole and we point are. about keep moving, uh, you can look at it this way uh, in an ambush. When you are ambushed, the first thing you need to do is get out of the kill zone. Wherever the ambush is initiated on you at is where the enemy wants you when they initiate that ambush. And you've got to get out of that point. And, and so continuing to move is of utmost importance. Uh, can't emphasize that enough. Uh, if you stay there, like Angie said, you might as well just say, kill me now. So uh, what uh, Pepper was breaking down with all of that and, and continuing to move is it's, uh, I just can't stress it enough. Get out of the kill zone. Don't stay there. So, okay, cadence. Uh, this is something we, we uh, I briefly kind of broke down on Sunday and um, turns out I have lots more to say about this. And <laughs> <Turns out. laughs> one of the things uh, that I, I want to first bring out is, is this theme of the year that came out of the, the word for 2023 um, that, that God has released through us is retraining. That's been a big theme. And, um, and what it says is, let me read it to you. It says, the intensity of my training will overwhelm you when leaning upon your own understanding. Yeah. Let go of all you think you know, because an upgrade is loading and it will override most of what you hold close. I'm not trying to trip you up. My intention is to offend your mind for expansion. You are missing key components that hold truth upright. You will no longer feel as if you are a pendulum swinging from truth to truth, occupying contrasting ends of measure. You will sit in counsel and know. Mm. And, and I, I got to be perfectly clear and honest here. If when you when you look at that and and read that and really pay attention to what it is we have coming up between now and the conference in July this, this speaks to that. There is, is so much going on there. There is an intensity to this training. And if retraining is a theme for this year, one of the things we have to understand is that whatever the initial training was, didn't stick. And so we need to be retrained. And, and not to say uh, uh, initial training for us didn't stick, but maybe with a previous generation, it didn't stick. So whatever that looks like, uh, retraining needs to take place to make sure that, that it's understood. And, and like it says there, that this, this training is going to be intense. Mm -hmm. And, and this is what God is doing and he's not trying to trip you up. Right. Um, but he doesn't want you to, to lean on your own understanding. Part of having a sound mind and everything we've been talking through, it's not about leaning upon what I know. It's leaning on the revelation that Holy Spirit brings to us right, and right. is continually bringing. We just have to keep going back to him for it. And <clears throat> excuse me. The other theme, and this is a theme that's been going on since the beginning of 2022 is pace. Yeah, That, that was a, a big word for us in 2022. And it continues to be a, a clear marker here in 2023 
and and uh this pace is also intense and it's uh uh let me just read it to you and then we'll get back to what i was saying you must keep pace think of a wildfire consuming decades of deceptions insulating weeds overgrown sentimentality that i didn't offer it's a blazing fire swallowing up all that doesn't live up to the standard of my righteousness revealed in this day keep pace that's intense the intensity of a wildfire just consuming mm. everything that is fueling it, uh, um, it, it moves with, with a ferocity and a, and a great speed. And um, if you think about it in terms of a forest, it can heat uh, the water and trees up so much they'll explode. That's pretty intense. That, that is an intense thing that's going on. And so I, I wanted to bring this out right up front before we get into uh, what does cadence look like because uh this is our current pace uh that that we are doing everything at with god right now it is that that pace of the wildfire burning that's the pace we're moving at god speaks we move if he says to shift we shift quickly and that's why we put the the uh taking dominion series on hold to talk about sound mind because we need that sound mind to be able to uh to, to take and then hold the ground to be able to occupy that ground and, and build on that. And so everything we're doing right now, everything leading up and to and through the conference is speaking to that. And we want, we want people to be able to, uh, uh, to, to take the land and maintain it and, and be able to build upon it. But we've got to get there first. And so, and this is one of those things. Cadence is one of those things. And um, and so I just want to make sure that, that retraining and pace, we know that they have to do with cadence. Uh, um, we're being retrained on how to stay in step with God and, and follow the pace that he is setting. So, okay, getting into the cadence breakdown now. Uh, I know that was kind of a long setup there. It's a good setup. Uh, <laughs> so w- what does cadence do? One of the things that um, cadence does, and, and we're going to be thinking about this. I, I want you to be thinking about cadence. If you um, haven't been in the military, I know you've seen a TV show or watched a movie where you have seen a formation, either marching or running, uh, and and there is a cadence being called. And so one of the things that does from a, a foundational aspect is, is it helps to maintain a certain degree of, of order and discipline. And it, it starts to build that. And when you get to basic training, even before you move to the basic training, where you're just at that initial entry point where you're getting all of your equipment and uniforms and getting your head shaved and just, you know, starting to understand what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> um, one of the first things they're teaching you even there is how to march, how to move, how to stay in step, how to to maintain a cadence and, and that rhythm, and so it it starts to to set the foundation of order and discipline, and so it and it allows that that cadence allows you to move a formation, a, a large group of people from one place to another on mission, whatever it is, whatever that whatever that mission is, and so we we talked about Sunday the two types of uh, of cadence that are called the, the quick time and the double time. One is where you're marching. One is where you're running again, though. Uh, uh, they're both moving. You're, you're not, 
uh, staying in place. There is movement there. And so uh, that's something to to keep in mind is that we're, we're not we're not doing this in place. We're not a sitting duck, right? We're, we're continuing to move. And so um, how is order maintained in the formation? There's two primary jobs in the formation. That first one, it's the uh, pace setter. Did we lose Angie? I think we did. The power might have gone out down there. Okay. Um, we're going to keep going. And uh, when she comes back on, We'll, uh, we'll get her pulled back in. Uh, okay, so two primary jobs in the formation. One uh, uh, being the pace setter. This is your person who is out front leading the way. The, 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 whoever the senior leader is in that formation is going to be the one who is out front. And they are setting the pace for the formation and how they are moving. And in this is an extremely important job because they're not focused on the formation. They're focused on where they are uh, taking the formation. They have to know where it is they're going. They have to know when they need to be there. They have to be on the pace. So they are, are understanding where it is Holy Spirit's leading uh, as we speak to, to ministry. And so they are the ones who are setting the pace. The second one is this cadence caller. They are positioned out to the side of the formation so they can see the pace setter. They can see the entire formation. Their job is to maintain the pace. And the method they use, what you can see in uh, um, the, the TV shows or movies, maybe the, whatever it is that you, you think about when you, you are thinking about a military formation moving like that is calling the cadence. They're singing these songs. But the, it's not just done arbitrarily there is a, a method to this so every time they start a new line in calling cadence that's when the left foot is hitting the ground so that is how the the um stain and step is maintained in the formation is is when they are are calling these things um it's when the left foot strikes the ground all right yeah the power did go out it'll be a minute or five before the internet kicks back in, but uh, okay. So we'll, we'll keep rolling in. So that, that person out to the side, that, that cadence caller, they're doing this when the left foot hits the ground. That's how they keep people in step. Right. And, and so this is uh, other leaders inside of that, that organization inside of that formation, those leaders uh, who fall under that senior leader who is out front, keeping the pace there is an expectation of them to get out and call cadence. There is an expectation of them to maintain uh, uh, that pace that the person out front, the senior leader is setting. All right. Uh, it, what makes it so difficult to, to stay in step and maintain pace? This is uh, one of those things that you can look at when a formation is running and, and uh it can be difficult to, to maintain a pace. That person out front, they, they set that pace. And the bigger the formation is, the harder it is to, to maintain what the person out in front is doing. The, the leader's job who's calling cadence is to call cadence that maintains that pace. 
But if people aren't paying attention, uh, and like Christy talked about yesterday, if they're watching their feet, they're going to they're gonna miss what's going on. And they're either going to run slower or they're going to run faster. And then you get this accordion effect. And so the formation kind of moves in and moves out. And so you're, you're either, if you're towards the back, you're either running faster or running slower, depending on where that accordion effect is happening. And so for a, a, a small formation like a company, it, it's, it's not too bad when you're looking at somewhere between 70 to 120-ish soldiers. It's not that bad. It happens some, but not as much. As you start to get up into a battalion formation where you have a bunch of companies separated out, that starts to get more exacerbated. And the more, uh, the bigger the formation, the more uh, exponentially that accordion effects happens. And so you'll have times where uh, uh, you'll either be running in place or you'll just be at a full sprint. That doesn't mean that the senior leader in the very front is has changed his pace any at all. It means that going along behind them, the other leaders are not maintaining that pace. And so uh, you get that accordion effect. And so that's why it can be difficult sometimes for, uh, for junior leaders and, and where there can be a bit of frustration because if they're not maintaining the pace, they could feel like I, right now I'm at a dead sprint, just doing everything I can to keep up with the pace setter. When in reality, the pace setter hasn't changed their, their pace at all. And, and other times you, they could be like, oh, I feel like I'm outpacing the person out front because here I am kind of jogging really slow or maybe running in place. Why aren't they moving? Well, they are. Just at some point you have run too far ahead of, of where it is that they are, are taking the formation and how they are leading. And so it's important to, to pay attention and, and keep pace and stay in step. Everything that Pepper was breaking down earlier. And so that, that size, uh, it really, really starts to have an exponential effect. The bigger the organization is, the more that can happen and the more focused the junior leaders need to be on the pace setter and where that, that person is taking the formation. Okay. Um, all of that, I, I know it's, it's a lot, uh, but how does it translate from, from this physical training uh, scenario that we're, we're talking about in, running in formation to an actual fight? And so it goes back to order and discipline. And, and this is one of those things where without it, things start to break down. Uh, uh, we don't have uh, everybody moving in the same direction. And when people start to just move in all different kinds of directions uh, or, or better yet, if they're in a boat and rowing, if people aren't rowing in the same cadence, it gets chaotic. The boat can just go in circles or it can go absolutely nowhere. And so uh, order and discipline is how this translates. And, and even in a battle, in a fight, there are still formations that are being utilized. It doesn't necessarily look like a, a, a physical fitness training time where you're out running in a formation, but there are formations that are being used regardless of how it may appear. And, and there are various movement techniques associated with those 
that are being employed. Uh, and so uh, order and discipline, I, I know um, if they are to be common uh, among us as it relates to uh, obedience to God, hey, you're back. <laughs> Welcome back, Angie. <laughs> All right. Um, if order and discipline are, are to be common among us, uh, as it relates to, to obedience to God, that requires some repetition and consistency. And so we have to uh, daily be in communion with God, have to be uh, in prayer, uh, mm -hmm. reading scripture. Yeah. And, and these are the things that help uh, um, build the, the muscle of order and discipline is that repetition mm -hmm. and, and consistency. Uh, uh, the repetitious repetition and consistency of, of running in formation. Uh, it's not only about order and discipline. It's also about physical and mental toughness. And that, that is, is a key component here. If we're going to be able to uh, uh, take a hill or, or the mountaintops that, that we've been talking about, um, you better be physically and mentally tough and, and being prepared to fight uphill. Fighting uphill is is grueling. Just walking up, running up a hill, is is difficult. It, it can cause you to become very winded if you're out of shape. Now, now add on the uh, adrenaline and everything of fighting uphill, and it's going to be tough. So, uh, uh, learning to be in formation while staying in step and maintaining pace, it is it's basic. Uh, but really, it's it's like I mentioned earlier, it's a first skill learned and, and it's also foundational to so much more. Uh, so. It is it, uh, foundational to so much more that, that we talked about earlier. And, and so. Um, do you want me to get into the responsibilities right now? OK, so. Uh, bringing this back around, uh, senior leaders, those those people who are out front, keeping the pace, they have responsibilities. They need to know, they need to match, and, and then maintain the pace that God is setting. And, and, and that can't be stressed enough. And uh, knowing that you are his pace setter uh, here on earth, it, it's, it's a very important job with a lot of responsibility that is is not uh, not just about pace but it's also about direction because you have to know where god is leading at the same time and and one of the um things that's difficult to remember is that your focus is forward and the formations behind you following so it's it's easy to lose sight of what's going on back there especially uh, uh further back and, and so it's a big responsibility to to uh, know, match, and maintain the pace that God God is setting, uh, because you're responsible for that and direction as a senior leader. Now, here's where it gets um, into the weeds some more. The uh, uh, junior leaders or subordinate leaders inside of that organization who are following um, that senior leader, they have a lot of responsibility here, and. Uh, they have to get out there and call cadence. They have to be the ones who uh, allow Holy Spirit to ignite their gifts and get out there and use them 
mm-hmm. to to help maintain that pace. Uh, you have to allow him to to open your eyes to what is happening in the formation. And it, it's your job to to keep the people in step and on pace. Uh, uh, again, the pace setter is guiding the formation uh, on the path that God is is leading and uh, uh, and the pace he's dictating. It's up to those leaders to to maintain the order and discipline in the formation and calling cadence, making sure that um, they are prepared and, and fulfilling that expectation to get out there and do this. It's your responsibility as a leader to maintain not just yourself, but others. Big, big responsibility there. Not just focused on you. What you do in your secret time, uh, in your time of intimacy with Jesus is is going to translate into uh, that stewarding of what you're doing with others. Mm, come on. It's, it's a big responsibility. And for some people that's going to require a lot more work because it doesn't just come uh, naturally. Uh, however, from my point of view and, and what I've seen, everyone has the potential to lead. It, it, you have to make the choice though, to get out there and actually do it. And, and that's where, um, that's where it, it, it really comes into like, am I going to do this? Can I be responsible uh, for maintaining uh, the pace and the, the, the cadence that staying in step uh, of the people in the formation along with who is out front and setting the pace? So, okay. So good. It, I mean, it's just... I loved when you were talking about when your focus is forward, it's, it's, it's hard to, you know, have focus that it's also, it's, it's that double mindedness where you either have a people that have your back. And this reminds me so much of, of Joshua gathering the people together and saying, this is the word of the Lord. We're going to cross over and I need to gather everyone and everybody needs to be on the same page. And the response of the people was this, if there be one of us that does not follow you, to a T, honestly, like they are, were meticulous in, in militancy, right? And um, and they're like, let us die, right? Like, I, I, let my life end if I can't do this the way that God has handed it down to you. And we need to be a people that are that committed to to what it is that that God is releasing right now, or we're gonna miss it. I don't want to be camping at the base of the mountain like Israel did while Moses, the one man, went up. I don't want to be that person. I want us as a company, and you guys know full well, because I've said it a hundred million times. I've been saying this for years. I don't get it. How is it that one man got to experience the glory of God? He's available to all, but they settled, settled for him to be the one man that got to go experience him. Uh, And there was only one other that stood outside of of his tent of meetings to to be able to glean anything from what was going on between Moses and God. How come nobody else wanted that? And this is what we have fell into. When I, I just, I feel like God is still delivering his people from Egypt. And what a slap in the face to the kingdom of God. What, what a slap in the face to the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. That we are still being held by Egypt. And I think it's just a lousy excuse for us to stand still. It's a lousy excuse for us not to take responsibility and get our butts in gear. 
It is. Mm-hmm. We have to we have to take responsibility to govern our individual flame, right? Like there is a fire that God is releasing right now. And each of us brings an individual flame to that, to create an exponential fire that is, I I love, I love the, the, the part in this word where he's talking about the pace being that of a wildfire. Who can keep up with that? I mean, we've all, especially, you know, here in, in the States and, and maybe if you're from Australia, we over the last like five to 10 years, we've experienced the news anyway of what wildfires can do. They destroy things. Wildfires are violent. They're not passive. They're not tolerant. There is nothing that I love when you said, you know, when when a, a wildfire is released into a forest, things explode because they heat up so much. And and so I I just this whole thing with cadence, nobody's off the hook, right? Mm-hmm. Like everybody needs to hear it. Everybody needs to stay in step with it. Nobody, I don't care what your anointing is, nobody's off the hook. There is no, and and I don't know how much of this you got into because. I was upstairs and downstairs trying to figure out what was going on with the internet. But um, everybody needs to, to hear that cadence, whether it's, it's you know, a, a simple march or if, if we're running, you know, we have to stay in step if we're going to be those who are allowing God to be the play caller. We need to yeah. run when he says to run. That's right. Yeah, we can't be content to, to run on, run in place on the treadmill and look down at our feet. We're going to miss it. Uh, You you just, you can't do it. And and like you said, nobody's off the hook. Now, uh, like I said a minute ago, the responsibility of the leaders, you know, you have to make that choice to get out there and do that. And and, and everybody has the potential to do it if you make that choice. Uh, But if you decide not to, and you decide to remain inside the formation, you still are not off the hook from staying in step and keeping pace. You're still, yeah. there's still an expectation to maintain in there. Yeah. Uh, you just, you just haven't accepted responsibility for those around you. Right. And, and the yeah. minute you start to accept that responsibility and you look to the left and right and you say, oh, somebody's not keeping up. Let me, let me help keep them up. And you put a hand on their back. Guess what? You now have an expectation to get out there and call cadence because you've accepted mm leadership there. You're taking on a leading role to help others. You're starting to become more outward focused. And and so regardless of, of the choice, there is an expectation and you're not off the hook. And uh, one of the things we talked about um, before we came on is uh, leaders can be put on assignment. And, and, and again, if you think about this uh, running in formation and just the, the physical activity of running and doing that in formation, the bigger the formation is, is when you get out to these uh, battalion level size runs or even brigade or, or bigger, um, leaders get put on assignment. And there are certain assignments there. You're going to have a group that, hey, you guys are responsible to get out there and call cadence. And when somebody starts to lag off and lose breath or whatever somebody else better be out there and on it right away always maintaining that and it never 
never stops. And so there's always somebody keeping uh, the formation step and there's always somebody keeping them on pace. And so there's an assignment there. There is also an assignment because not everybody is going to be able to, to maintain the pace. Some are going to fall out of the formation. And, and there are leaders that are put on assignment to collect them up, motivate them to either get back into the formation or they create another formation that falls into the rear. And, and there's no, uh, in this regard that we're talking about, there's no uh, condemnation or shame there. It just has happened. And they need a, a little more training to be able to uh, stay in step, stay on pace. And, but they, they need to be collected up too. Yeah. And, and um, if you are a leader and you have a heart for that, then just do that. Take on the assignment yourself and put yourself on assignment and go do that. If you aren't already put on assignment to do something. Yeah. And so I, I just think that's another important point to pull out is like you said, nobody's off the hook and, and there are assignments inside of this formation for different leaders. Right. And I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because I, I think that it's important that we that we really understand that, that, you know, even even the people that that you have grown reliant upon to set the pace for you, there's going to come a time. And, and we've experienced this where, where God has like a side assignment that that we that our destiny is attached to. And we have to be able to have multi-focus and know that there's going to be those people in place that can keep the pace. And um, I know that we, we started this year off by um, asking that very question is like, what is your pace? And, and I think that we're still kind of toddling in that and trying to figure out like what, what is the pace that, um, that everyone needs to be keeping. And, and I just wonder, Vince, what, what happens in, um, you know, military terms, what happens when, when you have one, and, and I don't speak military fluently, but like when you have one body that is attempting to move at, at two different speeds or paces, uh, things just break down. Uh, if, if that's the case, um, you wind up having a formation that is scattered, uh, uh, across a large area and that's, that's not going to be good. If you think about it in terms of going into a fight and, and not necessarily in the physical training aspect, uh, you now have lost combat power because now you have to wait for the rest of that to catch up and be able to get back into the formation that is necessary to go into the fight. Yeah. You, you have diminished combat power at that point. And so you have to know what's going on. And so that's where it's, it's up to the, the leaders back there to, to start keeping everybody together. Like, Hey, the, this pace isn't being maintained. What's mm -hmm. going on? Why yeah. is this happening? Right and be able to make adjustments. You can't leave that responsibility to the senior leader because the senior leader is setting the pace. They are, again, I love the term pace setter and um, they're out front doing that. They are looking at the direction. They're making sure that they are, are on mission going in the right direction towards the, the, the objective that God is wanting them to go and take at that point. Yeah. They cannot be focused on, 
other things. They have to be uh, focused on on so many things that it comes to uh, um, bringing the organization to and through. Um, they, they can't be focused on what does the formation look like all of the time. Sure, they are going to look back and hold the leaders accountable to say, well, why is this formation strung out from here to, you know, a mile back? That that just isn't isn't correct. It shouldn't be that way. Yeah. Uh, and they're going to hold them accountable, but it's not their job to turn around and do that. Yeah. Um, so I have an additional question for you. Um, and, and Pepper, weigh in on, on any of this if you feel like you've got um, something to, to share. But um, I, I know that at the beginning of um, 2022, God was very clear that he was moving with or without, right? And um, and that there would be those who refused to get off the bench, so to speak, and that they were just to be left, that we can, we can no longer have our focus on making sure that everybody is in sync because there are those who are just stubborn and stiff-necked and refuse to move. And, and so I wonder how, how does that translate in, in what it is that you're talking about in cadence and, and at what point in, um, in training or retraining, or even in, in reality, do you continue just to move forward? That's going to be situationally dependent. Um, what it is that you're currently doing, if you're in training, then you, you look to retraining. What additional training is needed to bring this person along? If it is just a stubbornness and a refusal to do it, um, then there's a point of, okay, uh, is there any uh, corrective training that we could do to bring behavior in line with the organization? So uh, for unedited life, we have our boundary lines. Those are the things that, that keep us moving forward. And if there is an unwillingness to, to bring that, uh, uh, for somebody to fall in line with whatever that looks like, in the army, uh, uh, then it would be, uh, there would be corrective training that's done and, and corrective training is short of punishment because it's not punishment. You are trying to correct, correct behavior at that point. And, and that's just the corrective training is just the term used for that. If there is a continuance, uh, uh, there to, to just be unwilling to get in line, then there's separation, uh, from the service. And that is the point where, uh, like what you're talking about, where you would just be leaving that person behind. Mm -hmm. It's it's better for the order and discipline of the whole if the one is left behind. And and it's an unfortunate thing to talk about when we when we're we're, we're considering people in, in this manner and yeah. in what God's saying. However, He has us on mission. And we have to maintain the pace that he's setting. Yeah. And, and, and without that, we're all going to be left behind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that it's really easy for us to take this conversation and go, okay, but like, where's the heart in all of this? You know, where, where's the love? And, and, and I think that we need a fuller picture of love, you know, like it, it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. It's his love that re leads us to repentance. It's his love that, that disciplines us. And, and we cannot do this. We can't just be the, the ones who lay down in the lush pastures, right? We can't just be those who are content to walk beside the still waters because there are moments where we 
need to be led and um, and and brought in by his rod and his staff, and and that's where we're at. We're in this retraining thing. We are. He is bringing us through that valley of the shadow of death. Right. He's he's mm-hmm. teaching us to stay in step with him because of what it is that he's releasing. He wants to make sure that we can steward and maintain his glory. And and I'm afraid that in our frailty that we can't like we would we would be consumed by his glory in our current state or in the state that we have been in that because we've misunderstood the fullness of his love and and his love requires something of us so i realize that the conversation may feel a little bit rigid and even maybe a little sterile but that that's it's there's an intention behind it because we need to take more seriously what it is that that he is doing now is there joy in all of this Absolutely. And you can take a heck of a lot more joy in it when when you are are allowing yourself to be trained in intimacy one on one and then come back to the company and be able to share what it is, release what it is that you have through your every step that aligns with the cadence that God is setting. Yes. Yes. Pepper Lane. Well, you know, you talked about Moses at Mount Sinai experiencing the glory and how the others, they, they seem to really not press into that or have any interest. And for me, that goes back to that pluck it out piece Mm. because see, there was still an idolatry in their heart that had not been dealt with. And so it was their iniquities in their heart that was separating them from the glory and changing their focus and their cadence, because they weren't focused on, you know, now when my leader's down here at the base of the mountain, and he's bottle feeding me, then it's great. But if I have to show any form of independence, if I have to do anything to get my own manna and read my own Bible, then I just lose it. I, I can't maintain it. So I'm riding off of Moses's glory, not any glory or oil that I got for myself. So that, that, that's that piece of cut off threats, pluck it out because that idolatry in their heart was a threat to their airway. Yeah. And then events talked about junior leaders and how the, the pace setter can't look back to see what's going on. So they have to count on those junior leaders. Well, I look at Aaron, like he should have been that junior leader that when they said, make us an idol, you know, Aaron doesn't say, are you crazy? Are you kidding me? He says, okay, bring me all your jewelry and we'll melt it down. (laughs) And it's like, what are you doing? He should have been the junior leader that was helping them keep the pace. Instead, he got caught up in their insanity. And Moses is thinking, you know, I can't, I've got to be up here in the glory because I got to get something else to bring down to these people who won't go get it for themselves. So I need you to maintain the fort, Aaron. And he's not doing that. And then on the love piece, like Vince said, there is a corrective uh, discipline that comes because when Moses comes down off the mountain, he says, you know, we're going to melt all this stuff down and you drink it. To me, that's like saying, okay, you want this? I'm going to let you see the bitter taste it's going to leave in your mouth. Mm. You don't want glory. You'd rather have this than you drink this. So you can see the bitter taste that it's going to leave in your mouth. 
That's love. Jesus. Mm. Wow. That's good. So intense. And the thing is, it's like God had already proven to them and to us. Like, let's put this in right context. He's already proven himself to us. What, What more proof do we need? But we take the things that feel familiar. So if we want to look at the the story of Moses and the children of Israel, they took the plunder of Egypt, the things that were familiar to them to create a God for them to worship rather than the God who was giving everything. Mm -hmm. And this is what we do. Mm -hmm. We would rather create a God that can do nothing and serve the one who's done everything. And this is why it's so important that we have a renewal of our minds. We have to have the mind of Christ. We have to, have to, have to. We have to. That, that helmet of salvation, what do we think that is? That is putting on the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A resiliency to stay in it right? That even when the, the, the senior leaders are off on assignment, we have that mind of Christ that is safe, that, that keeps the beat, right? That keeps that cadence. And we just keep moving forward it, and, and we, we take on the responsibility, right? And the thing is, is that, you know, whether you're a senior leader or a junior leader, we're all following Holy Spirit and he's setting the cadence anyway, it's his fire that's crackling, right? It's 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 the whole it's the holy wildfire of the spirit that we're following anyway. So, you know, wherever you are positioned, we we are all in a, a, a space of following. And and we need to we need to tune in. And the only way we're gonna do that is by having a, a renewing of our mind, and that only happens by communing with God as often as we can. We need a ravenous hunger to take over to where we are just like, I can't get enough of you. I cannot get enough of you, Jesus. I I, I want to see you before me. I want to feel you behind me, on each side of me, in me, through me, all around, you know? Like mm-hmm. we need to have a ravenous hunger hit us to where we are just consuming, 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 and we're asking for the meat and no longer satisfied with the milk alone. Yeah. Hmm. I I I think that you know when God took a stand and said enough's enough, we need to do likewise, mm-hmm. and we need to call it love because it's what it is. Mm-hmm. So if there are people that are there that are following behind us and and they're lagging, what does love do? Mm-hmm. Take the bottle away. <laughs> 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 I mean, if you've been feeding on on milk your entire existence, come get a taste of the meat. Mm-hmm. You haven't lived yet. Mm-hmm. It's thrilling up here. Mm-hmm. And I'm not pretending to like, you know, <laughs> have arrived, but come on. Get hungry for the things of God, the higher things. Like it is time to ascend. I, I, I actually this morning I had this thought. Like, oh my gosh, I need to go and find and compile all of the ascension psalms. 
<laughs> because I just want to be consumed by the the thoughts of ascension right now. Of what does it what does it mean to to come up higher? And they realize, you know, we are seated in heavenly places. My spirit knows well, right? But but the rest of me needs to catch up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel an assignment coming to somebody. <laughs> oh man. Well, I, I loved what you were talking about. Just, you know, my, my final thoughts here. You're, you're talking about if you've been feeding on milk, come and get a taste of the meat. And this is a big thing in, uh, about what we're talking about here in the, the training, retraining, whatever, whatever we're, we're saying there. Yeah. is there is something beyond that. And, and so what is beyond that? Uh, it, it's it's his kind, kindness that brings us into repentance. Okay. Once you've repented, where does he want to take you beyond that? that? We don't just get to repentance and then just sit down and say, oh, I've arrived. Well, that's the difference between oh. being sorry and repentance, right? Like right. you can be sorry and and go your own way, but repentance actually means to turn around and come up higher, which means you have had right. a change of mind. You have taken on the mind mm-hmm. of Christ, and I will no longer will reveal myself in that manner. I am going to reveal the Christ nature that is within me. Yes. So what what is beyond? There's meat beyond there on the milk beyond the milk. So beyond the milk. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> that sounds like a series too. Yeah. Oh I'm writing it down. Beyond the milk. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. Uh, what? Well, I, I do have one other thought here yeah. before we before we get off. Um, talking about the junior leaders and and the the expectation of what it is that they have to do. There there isn't. Um, an expectation of them to do it without training. The the thing that, that we don't often get to see is their training. Their training takes place before they're getting out there into this formation. Yeah. There, there is a training that is done uh, to prepare them to get out there. Yeah. So yes, there is an expectation for them to get out there to call cadence, to do these things, to be on assignment. However, there is training that takes place beforehand. And so I think that's a key component to understand is they're not just thrown into the fire without training. Yeah. There should be something that comes with that. For sure. For sure. And take advantage of the season of training, you know, back to the pluck it out, cut off threads. The training is the time to pluck it out. Not when you're ascending the mountain, because if you're out of shape, it's just too late. You're going to have to send, he's still going to require you to ascend the mountain. But you're yeah. just still going to have a struggle. So, yeah. you know, and, now and that training is the time to mess up. <laughs> yeah, the time to experiment. Nice. <laughs> Take a risk. And find all your little Achilles heels and and everybody's doing the same thing together. And so there's not a bunch of perfect people. Everybody's plucking out their different things. You know, and like one of those pieces I saw plucking it out was when Angie you talked about trading the, the real God for a God that can do nothing. Well, that's pride because you can't control the real God, but you can control a God that, because a God that can do nothing, you tell it what you want it to do for you. So, and it this, still does nothing. <laughs> you just pretend. I mean, what can a golden calf really do for you? <laughs> Reflect so. you. 
yeah. That's about it. Know, that's a massive at best. <laughs> yeah. So take advantage right. of the training because it, it won't last. Because at some point we're going to be done with boot camp, and he's going to say, "Send it, kill, sick them." <laughs> what I what I will leave us with is as as an organization, unedited life is is pretty much coming out of basic training because it is time to ascend. And so, if you are someone who still feels like you are benched and, and, and lagging behind, you need to talk to someone. You need to get up to speed, and you need to do it now mm-hmm. because we're moving on. Yeah. We've got an assignment. We have a task. We have a mission. And you will not understand anything that is talked about from this point on if you are still wanting to circle around the wilderness of basic training. Hmm. With that, we should say goodbye because we have an speaking of assignment. <laughs> we, we are late for two weeks in a row. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> and we'll see some of you over at Zoom. The rest of you we will see on Friday or Sunday. Until then, have a blessed week. <laughs>